So, good morning. My name is Julie Costanzo. I'm a postdoctoral fellow in uh, Sherbrooke University, supervised by Benoit Paquette. And today I will interview uh, Olivia Scalada. Olivia Scalada, sorry. Um, my um, subject, my um, scientific subject, is about um, following the vascular and neuronal changes after targeted irradiation on the brain uh, with um, using a, a gamma knife. So, hi, Olivia. Hi, good, can morning. I, good morning. <laughs> so can you introduce yourself and your work? Sure. Um, my name is Olivia Collada. I just finished my PhD, um, a collaborative project between the German Cancer Research Center at the University of Heidelberg and Yale University in the U.S. I was looking at um, FMISO PET imaging in animal studies and correlating that with partial oxygen pressure measurements and then looking at the role of tumor hypoxia within the SBRT paradigm in clinical um, subjects with patients treated with SBRT with non-small cell lung cancer. Okay. Um, you presented a hypofractionation last Friday on the SIT workshop. Uh, could you give us a short summary uh, of your presentation? Sure, without my slides, great. <laughs> no, no, just that, uh, no. <laughs> but, you know, for people that didn't see it. Absolutely. Um, so essentially, uh, assuming, we, the point of the talk was to briefly introduce um, radiation therapy and all the different methods we have and how we've gone from 2D conformal all the way to SPRT and eventually protons, but Professor Paganetti prevents presented the proton, so I just left them out. He's the, definitely the expert in that. Um, so essentially, what, the point I was trying to get across and what I, was ho what I hope people took home um, was you know, what, what happens in tumors in patients who are treated with high doses in the case of SBRT, so three fractions of 18 gray, a 54 gray um, total dose, what, what does tumor hypoxia matter? Is it doing anything? Is it mm, making local control worse or better? So the modeling tells us, using classic linear quadratic model, that actually at smaller doses, or at smaller fractions, higher doses, that the hypoxia has more of a different, makes more of a difference. So you get more um, tumor cells that survive mm -hmm. after those large, um, few doses, so one or two or three or five um, large doses. So we tried to look just simply what is the hypoxic fraction doing. So first we had to quantify it, which sounds easy when you say it in a sentence. It's very different in reality. So we did FMISO PET imaging, mainly because that is the most used um, for clinical subjects. And we imaged on, let's say, the schedule is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we tried to mimic that with the imaging. So on Monday, we did a FMISO PET scan, and then in the afternoon, we irradiated with 18 gray. That Wednesday, another scan, and on Friday, the same. And the scans were done dynamically. So what that means is you are, the patient is on the bed, and you are imaging for a whole two hours. Patient comes off for 30 minutes, you image for another 30 minutes, comes off again, and then for the final 30 minutes. So it, essentially you get four hours of data, um, which is great. 
Um, and because mainly because the F-miso takes a while to get into the tumor and mm -hmm. to clear. And you want to make sure it has time to bind okay. to give you the hypoxic region. So long story short, um, in the patients that had a hypoxic fraction at baseline, not everybody does, um, and who finished the, the clinical protocol, the imaging protocol, um, we saw an increase in the hypoxic fraction on the Wednesday. So okay. 24 to 48 hours after the, after the um, irradiation. So that is, from the in vivo studies, some are the same and some are different. And I think it really depends on what time point you're looking at. If you looked at six hours, mm. if that was possible, that would have been a very different result. So there's a number of theories for that. You know, maybe, maybe it's some endothelial apoptotic response. Maybe it's not, and the Kirsch paper and the Kolesnik paper would argue both sides. So it could also be that <laughs> at these high doses, when we're escalating, there could be something happening with the biology and we just don't see it yeah. because the dose is so high. So that was to give you a summary. And the, and the, the point and what we hope to do is, well, maybe the hypoxia, especially if it's increasing, maybe we should change the schedule. So if I, if I was the clinical you know, radiation oncologist deciding the schedule, maybe it's better to wait a week. Mm -hmm. Treat on Monday, treat the following Monday. Allow the vascular response or, or whatever is going on at the high doses to resolve itself. Um, so, you, so you know, and as, as I said earlier, in conventional fractionation, you're allowing for oxygenation. And in hypofractionation, you're not. Mm -hmm. So maybe we need to give it a little bit of time to stabilize. Um, and then, or we can take advantage of it, give a radiosensitizer or, you know, and, and, and capitalize or exploit this, this, high hypo, this high fraction of hypoxia on day two. But we'll see. I mean, that was in six patients. So yes. really, really preliminary, really at the beginning. Yes, and um, it's difficult because they have their own microenvironments around the <clears throat> Absolutely, and, and yeah. they're, they're not all the same. Yes, exactly. And that was, I think, um, after working with animals, that's the biggest shock, where you think, why aren't you all the same? Mm -hmm. um, and why won't you do what I tell you? I yeah, so, so, yeah, patient heterogeneity. Yeah, sure. Um, so, um, with the new generation of gamma knife icon, including the, the cone beam CT, we will have the capacity to detect and measure position changes, mm -hmm. and the dose planning will be automatically adapted, which will be, I think, the major change, uh, major improvement. Could you also explain us the great benefit for hypo, uh, hypofractionation treatment with uh, that kind of uh, that kind of um, treatment? The radiator. I mean, onboard imaging is crucial, mm. and we've known that for a long time. Um, in the case of SBRT, in the case of hypofractionation or, or stereotactic radiosurgery, even more important because we're delivering such high doses. Mm. Same in the, in the proton paradigm as well, right? So if, you're, if I'm going to give you 18 gray, I need to make sure it's in the right place. Yes. Um, and one way we've done that with lung with the 4DCT is take a 4DCT and look at the entire breathing cycle and then make sure that your planning target volume is encompassing every gate. So you can have three gates or 10 gates or in general we did, we did eight or 10. Um, and then you make sure you have 
everything from end expiration to end inhalation so that you are treating the whole volume during, during the treatment and you're not missing any part. Um, so yeah, the, with the advent of the technology and the improvements, I presume we're just going to get better. And, and that's one of the things, you know, it does, does um, is SPRT so successful because of the technology? Yeah, we're able to deliver a really high dose to a very small volume. And I think with technology, we will just get better at that. So right now, we in lung anyway, we do T1 and T2 tumors, so small. Because the dose to, we can't increase the volume and risk the normal tissues. Mm -hmm. But maybe with the advent of technology, we'll get better at that. Maybe if we consider the hypoxic fraction, we'll be able to, to be better. And including, we normally do, so the RTOG, 0236 trial that Timmerman put out with 55 patients, they looked at peripheral lung tumors because the centrally located ones had higher percentage of grade three to five toxicities. Mm -hmm. So maybe with the technology, maybe including information about the hypoxic fraction or other tumor microenvironment in, um, information or details, we can target it um, to those tumors as well. Because as you know, the lung patients before, they're inoperable. Mm -hmm. um, so they weren't candidates for surgery. They were getting some, you know, very basic radiation, but in general, something palliative, and that was it. And now they have local control rates at three years of 97.3%. So that's, you know, a, a drastic change. And I think, especially with imaging and these new, new machines, uh, they always have issues at the beginning, we should be able to improve on that. So that's, that's going to be exciting, um, definitely, especially in, in lung patients and, and the other tumors of the abdominal area, pancreas, kidney, um, where, where local control isn't, isn't that good and hasn't been for a very long time. Yeah. And you, you raised a, a very good point, too, that uh, we, have, we need uh, an improvement on, on imaging uh, system because I am working with a radio-oncologist and she's always um, scared about, not scared, but sometimes she, she has doubt about is it a necrosis or a um, tumor recurrence in the brain and mm -hmm. and we can see a very, with an efficient uh, imaging tool. So I think we are in a good position with um, all the irradiation system, proton therapy, and even if we have to to improve the, the treatment planning, but also uh, we, we need to see better the, the, the tumors. And so it's, it's really great that you made a nice little pet. Um, so what are the future uh, directions for hyperfractionation and its validation in clinical um, routine? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, what we've done certainly, and I will speak with about SPRT in lung and our experience mm -hmm. at Yale. I mean, essentially every year, I can't remember what year that bar chart started at, maybe 2007, um, we've increased the number of patients being treated with SPRT. It's okay. becoming standard of care. And as we get better and more accurate and maybe we can treat centrally, more centrally located tumors or maybe we can um, consider some other aspect other than there is a tumor and is it, it's in this place and the surrounding normal tissue is that, um, I presume we will use it more. Um, as far as the future, 
I think it's going to be really interesting as more people look at um, various aspects. I use tumor hypoxia as the example. Mm -hmm. So personalizing the, the SPRT treatments and, and really investigating what is happening in the SPRT paradigm. I mean, it's a very hot topic right now, mm -hmm. and I hope it continues to be until we've, we have more information, um, you know, whether it is there are some unique biological <clears throat> thing happening or not. So, yeah, I, I, is it going to be used more in the clinic? I presume. Yes. Um, and I hope that as it's used more, we know more about how to fra what fra the fractionation schedule should be. Mm -hmm. Not the size, but the timing. Yes, So sure. and And can we capitalize on that, as I said before, with sensitizers or cytotoxins or something? Yes. So, but that's that will take a lot more patience and a lot more trials. So I hope everyone, yeah, <laughs> everyone has money to do that. <laughs> so um, to finish, what is your next um, scientific professional move? Oh, okay. So I just um, submitted my PhD, mm -hmm. um, and I will be going to work at Dana Farber Harvard up in Boston um, to look within the SPRT paradigm. Um, with the, the Rebecca lab, um, the role, what we can do with nanoparticles. Mm -hmm. Can we, as I was saying, can we exploit something? Or I don't know, I don't know what the result is going to be, yeah. um, but I think that's going to be interesting. Looking, we have to figure out how exactly we want to quantify or look at hypoxia in this paradigm, but, or, or a vascular response. Um, but the plan will be to do that in animals with SBRT, looking at something some aspect of the tumor microenvironment and the vasculature um, and with the addition of gold nanoparticles. So I think it's going to be really interesting experiments. Oh, yes. um, but yeah, I don't, don't, I have no predictions <laughs> <laughs> how it's going to go. Probably poorly at the beginning and then we'll figure out the methodology. Oh, we'll find out some answers. So maybe next year, next yes. rad res, yes. I'll have, I'll be able to shed some light on, on I our hope. experience. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Julie. <laughs>